All right, welcome to this week's episode of Two Average Ordinary Guys. How's it going, Scott? It's going fantastic, Jonathan. Awesome. Who do we have here this week? We have uh, uh, another uh, Steeler. Bruce Gradkowski. Welcome mm-hmm. to the show. Welcome, my and friend. Another Steeler? Who was the first Steeler? Oh, we, we had Chris... Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> no. <laughs> we had Chris Wormley on uh, a couple oh, weeks nice. back. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, so he was talking about kind of how football's going right now with uh, with all the weirdness and the pandemic and all that stuff, so... Oh, it's crazy. And you guys know, though, I mean, shoot, billions of dollars on the table. So the NFL is going to they got to get the season in. So they're trying to do the best that they can. We're going to we're going to get into the game real quick here. And uh, (laughs) Scott always runs the game and I typically lose. So don't feel too nervous. (laughs) Don't worry. You are a champion. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So uh, I think I just uh, I formulated this game. It's just uh, uh, simple questions. Four of them. I'm going to ask you guys, and I'm going to go to you first, uh, Bruce, here. Um, who's the best athlete? Who is, I mean, that you ever la- that you laid your eyes on? Yeah. Who's the best athlete? Of all time? Or are we talking of all about time. in his of all time? Okay. Of all time. Wow. Of all time. I mean, that that's, man, that's a great question. You know, I think, I, you know, I love Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and I think with, um, you know, the show that was just out on him. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was amazing. So I'm a huge Jordan fan. You know, when I think of, you know, an ath- you know the best athlete of all time, I mean, I just think of him as such a competitor, such a winner. You know, you think of like a Tom Brady, you know, a guy that just championships. Now, is he the best, best athlete? Nah, I don't know about that. But, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like accolades and, and and taking advantage of doing the most with what he has been blessed with, man, is amazing. But I'd, I'd probably have to go Jordan. Okay. 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 Yeah. That's, that's a, yeah. it's a great pick. And it was an amazing documentary. I was actually sad when it was over right. after watching all the episodes. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, same question to you. <clears throat> uh, this is, a, this is really a tough one. And, and I, I'm sad that I don't know more about like sports history, like Me beyond too. like 19, like before 1930 or whatever. So um, I'm, I'm really limited uh, here. <laughs> Uh, but I, I would say, and I'm going to go for my lifetime cause that's what I experienced. Okay. And, and I don't think this question really, my qualifier here is this question doesn't really mean the, the, how long their career lasted. It's how great of an athlete were they in their prime if their prime was short. So I'm, I'm going to go Bo Jackson. Mm. Because, mm, that's a good one. Because, uh, there was at the time when Bo was hot for those two to three years before he blew his knee out in that Buffalo game, um, he was the the best guy, best running back, probably the most exciting player in the NFL, and at the same time, probably one of the most exciting players in the MLB, uh, playing for the Royals. So that two sport athlete that actually made it work in both. I mean, Deion Sanders is kind of like the only other guy that yeah. kind of did that. But I think Bo is a better athlete than Deion. Interesting, yeah, because the, he did uh, move over over the lines there. Yeah, he did, he did, he did, yeah. and and I'm sure he could play basketball if he wanted to. I mean, it just uh, you you hear you watch. You watch some of the ESPN 360 that they did on Bo Jackson and just kind of see the athlete that he was, and it was kind of really eye-opening. Yeah. I mean, I always liked him. I had posters of him, and I, I, I liked Jordan, but I was never like the guy that had the Jordan poster. I was always the Bo Jackson. Guy. Yeah, me neither. I rooted against him, but now I appreciate him. Yeah, for sure. He's for a sure. winner. He is a winner. Okay. That's- well, the Bo, the Bo Jackson's a great one because he's an all-around athlete. He's, he's done it in multiple sports at the highest level, and that's yeah. just insane, yeah, right? So yeah. No, that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, but let's move on to the next question here, Bruce. Uh, what body What body part do you think that you could lose and still 
you know, get along. What's the qualifier here, Scott? Uh, you can't use the appendix. Man, that's tough. Can I just take off like a pinky or something? Sure, if you want to. I mean, that's a body part. <laughs> Don't do it, though, for real. <laughs> no, that's oh, not I can't the game. do it. I thought we were doing it right now. I <laughs> no, no. Put your knife I away. I thought I was getting paid for this or something. <laughs> <laughs> that thing would go for a lot on eBay, I have a feeling. Depending on how much it would be worth, then I might have to take off a pinky. Yeah. Wow. Not even a what, – what about a pinky toe? You think that that's – that's? Uh, yeah, I might go pinky toe first. I don't know, man. But what about like – Maybe not the pinky as much as like maybe the ring finger, yeah, you know, like in the middle. Like you don't you, like you, you so got now the, you're single for, forever. You got the balancing toes, <laughs> yeah. right? Or the balancing fingers. So I might do that. A toe or a finger. Toe or finger. All right. Johnny. I'm going to go with, uh, <laughs> why don't we go with uh, mm. the spleen? Oh, you're going internal, huh? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think yeah, that's a good that's a good one. I, I played with you guys. Remember Chris Sims? Yeah, yeah. So Chris Sims was a, was our starting quarterback my rookie year in Tampa Bay, and which gave me an opportunity to start eleven games as a rookie is when he ruptured his spine during a game. Ugh. Yeah, and I, and I was the one on the sideline. Like you know, he'd come to the sideline, and you could tell he was in pain and. I was like, man, you know what? I was like, just get that shit shot up. You'll be fine. I think it's a rip or something. <laughs> Glad you didn't listen to me. <laughs> uh, I, I think with like spleen stuff, though, you just end up taking like you, you get it, you get it taken out, and you. I mean, I think that there's some problems that you have. You know, there's protocol with here's how you live life now. I think there's a change in normalcy. But I wonder I what think, that is. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to research that. Maybe we can have a doctor on next week. That would be great. <laughs> I need to ask him about that. Um, okay, so uh, next one, Bruce. Um, What's the dumbest way that you've ever been injured? Hmm. You know, I've had I've had a bunch of injuries, but most of them were on the football field, and that wouldn't be dumb. Most right? Of, right. I'm trying to think. I want. Um, well, I had one recent, not recently, but about like two years ago. All the football injuries I've had, I've never injured my back, and I was working out one day, and I felt a pop in my like left lower back and i was like no way you gotta be kidding me <laughs> i'd have to say something like that you know but yeah i was just trying to work out but i was like man what an idiot and then <laughs> or it was probably like playing football on the beach like on vacation and like pulling a hamstring or right. something like that yeah it's always like the older you get it's like you, you'll just stand up and be like how did i how did i pull my calf <laughs> like my calf well, I, I can't walk down the hallway now and i just stood up that's all i did <laughs> That, that's exactly what it was. I think it was last year we're playing in this old men's basketball league. And, you know, we're like three or four games into the season. And I'm feeling good. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I have this whole stretch warm up. I got to make sure I'm warm and loose before I start playing. Yeah. And then it's like the second half. And I'm dribbling up court, and I go to, like, split two defenders, and I feel my hamstring pull. Uh -huh, and I'm like, uh -huh. I was so pissed. I was like, are you kidding me? I can't even play basketball anymore without getting hurt. <laughs> it's like uh, – but the thing the thing about, like, pickup basketball game for, like, over 35 basketball leagues <clears throat> is that everybody thinks there's some trophy at the end of the night, and there's never a trophy. It's like, can we just, like – can we take it down, like, three notches and just go shoot threes? I don't know why we have to, like, bang it out inside like we're going to get, like, $10 million at the end of the night, you know? It's – uh, 
I love playing Absolutely. basketball, but I had to stop doing it just because there's all these like rec league warriors out there that are, you know, wanting to take me out of my job for the next three weeks. You're right about that. <laughs> Johnny, what's the dumbest way you got? Uh, well, I, I would say I got injured on a forklift once. Uh, my uh, Actually, where I met Scott, I, we worked at this awful place uh, called uh, Perry's Burger Machine and Tool. Um, and uh, I, w- I was driving a forklift while I was in college. And uh, it was they, they actually put me on a forklift. Literally my first day without giving me the forklift test or anything like that. They just said, hey, drive the forklift. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I grew up riding go-karts and all that sort of thing. So I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It's a motorized machine or whatever. <laughs> but I had this initial reaction as I was sliding down, like uh, I was going down like this incline backwards. And I just had this reaction to stick my arm out and uh, stop mm-hmm. the forklift against one of those yellow concrete posts. You know what I mean? And... Uh, <laughs> It, it 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 didn't really work. I should have hit the brake, which would have been the smart thing to do. Yeah, instead of doing that, one. I stuck my arm out and it locked in place and it broke both my uh, radius uh. and ulna and snapped it and actually made another elbow halfway down my forearm. And uh, it was nauseating. I wasn't looking at it when I did it. I just kind of stuck it out and was looking forward and it snapped. And I looked at the people in front of me and one guy started throwing up and the oh, other guy man. just looked green. And I was like, I think I... Drove over plastic because I was in shock. They said it sounded like a whip cracking. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I oh. looked back and, I, and my arm had another bend in it. And I'm like, oh, I think I broke my arm, which was the understatement of the year. And then I just kind of got off and sat down and uh, waited for the ambulance to come. It was it was really awful. So that was really dumb, too. Yeah. Well, that, oh, that's that is terrible. That's much dumber. <laughs> um, I usually win those. <laughs> you did. You won that one. <laughs> um, so, uh, Bruce, the last question I'm going to ask is um, about your name. You know, if you could change your first name to something else besides Bruce, because Bruce is pretty cool. Uh, what well, would, what well, would it be? Well, not to my wife. You know, when we were having kids, I'm a junior, and when we are having kids, she's like, I mean – you know, we're talking about like, should we have a Bruce the third? Keep it going. Yeah. And and she looked at me. And she's like, I mean, do you like, do you really like your name? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, like, dang. I was like, yeah. I mean, I do, but you're like the Incredible um, Hulk, right? Like Bruce Banner. Well, it's Bruce Wayne. I was thinking of Batman. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. I was thinking Bruce Incredible Banner. Hulk. There's so many cool like it's Bruce's out there, right? David Banner. So, hey, whatever. It's um, from the TV show. TV show. It if, was TV show. If I had to, if I had to pick yeah um it's mickey isn't it i don't know if it's mickey <laughs> it, it might be like you know i love my son's name roman yeah uh, but i'd name. probably be like i don't know some cool like ace or blaze or damn nice bruno or some bruno. something like <laughs> beastly sounding uh, that's pretty that's pretty good john you got your work cut out what, what would you name yourself I, i'm john? really torn it's between two okay Thor and what else? No, it's, okay. it, Thor's not one of them. Uh, Maximilian. <laughs> okay. Or Beauregard. <laughs> I mean, Are you shitting me, really? No, it'd be Maximilian or Beauregard. Okay. Probably, yeah, I could go with Max or Bo for short, and yeah, people yeah, wouldn't yeah. think I was like super eccentric. But you know, if I wanted to sign checks, I could sign it as Maximilian Rodeball. I think that sounds like I'm some that's, sort of like villain. Little, or it's something. a little stuffy, but uh, I do yeah. like the shorteners that you have there—the Max and the Bo. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. So you know what time we, we've come to the end of the game, right, right? And I have to award the winner, right? And that this this week it's you, Jonathan. What? Oddly enough, yes, I, oddly, you, you I win? dovetailed. Uh, Bruce agreed with all of your answers. He like propped them all up as great <laughs> answers. First of all, swayed my 
opinion. And then on top of it, you pulled the dovetail with the Bo Jackson and, and your name. The Beauregard. Yeah. Beauregard. Interesting. I'm going to have to give. Congratulations. Uh, I owe you that 20 bucks now, Bruce, for propping up my answers. Yeah, you got it, bro. That's why you invited me on the podcast. So That's I right. I just, it. I needed to get a win. <laughs> <laughs> you, you knew you knew who, who to go to, so I'm glad I could, could help. But that bow, Jackson, and the end with the bow, that that's pretty legit, right? It there. is. Cool. It is pretty good. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back. We're going to talk about uh, some of the projects Bruce has coming up. We'll be right back. Well, all right, and we're back. So tell us a little bit about what, uh, what's going on in the world of Bruce Gradkowski. Yeah, so, I, you know, when I, um, when I was still playing, I started up a restaurant. You know, not that it was the smartest idea, but, you know, I guess all football players start a restaurant at some point, and then you realize this isn't a good business to make money. <laughs> right. But, you know, so I put a lot of money into the restaurant on campus at the University of Toledo, uh, we called it Gretkowski's. And, and then from there, you know, we had I had three restaurants at one point. And uh, and then, you know, I see how how restaurants are like I talked about just the business side of it. And it's tough. You know, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And but so that that's what made me get into hospice. So I own a hospice company in Pittsburgh. And, um, you know, it's it's actually, you know, a great service we provide, you know, end of life care. It's a tough, a tough situation. But you know, when you learn about it and you know about it, um, man, we, you know, for the extra love and care we can provide family and patients is mm-hmm. pretty special. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, and it, it, so that's pretty cool. And, you know, so, yeah, so right now just learning all the business stuff I've been through. So I got rid of two restaurants. I still have social in Perrysburg. Yep. And, yep. Um, Which is delicious, and then I have the, the hospice, pilgrimage hospice in Pittsburgh right now. You know, so I, I enjoy business. I enjoy you know, right now, kind of just, you know, I'll get um, asked a lot to help people in different situations of, of their life and what they're going through. So I kind of mm-hmm. help strategically help them through things and stuff like that. I don't know if you want to say a life coach or not, but yeah. um, just because I have a passion to help, you know, inspire, motivate, teach. And I've been through a lot of situations throughout the 11 years of my NFL career and then business, you know businesses that have been successful, businesses that have failed and so forth. So it's been pretty cool just staying busy and engaged. So that's kind of what keeps my time going now. And then, you know, the three kids at home, we yeah. were seven, five and three right now. So I appreciate you guys for, you know, giving me a break from that and getting <laughs> to just talk. <laughs> Miranda, not so much. <laughs> yeah, right. Miranda's like, can he get off this podcast already? He's always on a, a show or something. <laughs> so how did you, uh, you know, I, I know earlier you said that every football player ends up owning a restaurant, opening a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into both of these businesses as uh, the, the the restaurant and hospice? I think every football player has probably seen the movie Raging Bull where Jake LaMotta opens the restaurant. Are you, are you familiar with that, movie, with that movie, Bruce? Man, I, I have to watch it. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so the restaurants, I mean, I, I'm a foodie type guy. I love going out to eat and having a good meal and, mm. and good atmosphere. 
So I've always enjoyed that everywhere we live from, you know, going to school at Toledo, being born and raised in Pittsburgh, <clears> Pennsylvania, playing for the Oakland Raiders. I lived in San Francisco. We lived in Cincinnati, Cleveland, you know, St. Louis. So I've been around. So I've always enjoyed that. So, but it actually, a, a partner, um, kind of talked me into it and we, and we got into it that way, but I, I did, I always kind of had the passion of when I started, I was like, look, I don't want this place just to be a sports bar. I want to have legit good food like mm-hmm. that. I know I would, you know, um, eat. genuinely like, and yeah. that's why I like, I'm a huge fan of social because I do know, like if people eat there, I know they're going to ha- have a good meal. Like I, I just get the Baja fish tacos or salmon tacos every time with a kale salad with chicken and and I'll get a bloody Mary. And those three for me, I know I'm going to have a good meal. Yeah. I at least want to have a place that you could be proud of the food. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, so it is cool. And then the hospice, uh, Miranda's uncle actually helped me start it. You know, he, he, uh, works at pro medicas hospice now. Um, and he helped that get, helped us get it going in Pittsburgh and Miranda's a nurse. So she kind of was helping, you know, before we had Lily. And then, uh, you know, I always, you know, I have the restaurants here in Toledo social, and then I wanted to have something in Pittsburgh where I was born and raised something that could, you know, be out in the community. And I thought that was a hospice, a good service we could provide, um, that you're also doing a good deed as well. And that's kind of how I got into that. Uh, let me ask you something, Bruce. Why Toledo? Like, why did you uh, stay here? You know how it is, brother. I mean, the wife calls the shots. I met her in Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> Say no but more. No, Say no more. You, you, you know, honestly, like we, uh, we, we did. We met at Toledo. You know, I went, got drafted by Tampa Bay, went to St. Louis, went to Cleveland, went to the Raiders, you know, went to Cincinnati, then Pittsburgh. But through that time, as we were, I was bouncing around, we got married in 2011, and that's when we bought our home in Toledo because I wanted to have a home base. I did not want to get cut you know, by a team and go live back in my parents' basement. So, so we kind of we bought a home here in Toledo, and then we just called it home. And then every offseason, we'd come back to Toledo and stay, and, and we just love the area, honestly. It's a great place to raise a family. Mm-hmm. We love the people around. Um, and, you know, so it's just – it's been cool. And then even when I was playing for the Steelers, you know, we just kind of – we still had our home in Toledo, and we kind of kept coming back here. And, you know, and that's when the wife plays the part in it too, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now you mentioned a bunch of teams, but there's one team you didn't mention, and you should mention the Cleveland Browns. Mm. What? what yeah. Now, you, you were on the best team ever in the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then also maybe the worst one with the Cleveland Browns. Didn't you play there for a little <laughs> bit? Yeah. So I got drafted <laughs> in '06. So I played for Tampa for two years. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then um, when Tampa cut me, I went to the Rams for training camp, and then they released me. Ooh. And then halfway through that third year, the Cleveland Browns signed me. Uh-huh. And and I remember going to Cleveland, and this was with uh, Dorsey was a backup, Brady Quinn, Derek Anderson. Uh-huh. And uh, all those dudes got hurt. And the last game of the year, we're playing the Steelers in Pittsburgh. And I'm starting, and I I think I had the worst quarterback rating of any quarterback all time in that game. 
So, so that's why they put my name on the back of the QB list on the back of the jersey. And I'm like, dude, I started one game for the Browns. Give yeah. me, give me a break. But uh, exactly, that was that was my short stint uh, with with the Browns. And, and, and you you got to your your only game was against who you grew up loving, right? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> so, you, I'm just. So, so that that makes you even more of the like hero in Steelers lore, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so let right. the Browns you know, fans hate you. Let the Browns fans hate you. Yeah. You got this. You, you you've Forget always them. been a Steeler at heart. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Jonathan. Like in 2009, I was playing for the Raiders, and that, this was after that year with the Browns. So it was awful. So I was looking to like, you know, resurrect my career in some sense and revitalize it, and. uh that's when I was starting for the Raiders, and we came back home to Pittsburgh, and we beat the Steelers at Heinz Field. I threw for like 300 yards, three touchdowns. The t- uh, touchdown pass was like 15 seconds remaining for the yeah. win. And that was like, okay, cool. Like, at least I got a good game in the NFL, like, that I could hang my hat on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was, you know, I'm just glad because the Steelers, man, they whooped my butt a few times before that. You spent the, what, last three or four years with the Steelers? Is that right? Yeah, the last four years of my career was with the Steelers. And it was like my last two years with them, I was like injured, you know. So mm-hmm. I was kind of – I got to the point where my, my shoulder was pretty beat up and then I, I popped my hamstring. So okay. it was like kind of – the hamstring thing was an old man deal, but the shoulder was just the wear and tear over the years. Okay. What do you mean an old man deal? What's that mean? You know, I feel like just when you get older, you hear, you know, you hear about guys all the time pulling a hammy. You know, yeah. Josh McCown last year in the playoffs for the Eagles, like popped his hammy. You know, and it's just a yeah, yeah. But you know, it's tough. Like I, yeah, you know, of course, after the game, my dad's all pissed at me, like it's my fault. But <laughs> uh, you're out of shape, son. You're out of shape. <laughs> what are yeah, you doing? Eating too much Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I always feel like when people injure, like have soft tissue injuries, they look at you like it's controllable. You know, are you hydrated? Did you stretch? You, you know, didn't all that do stuff. something right. Yeah, too many Baja tacos. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, too, <laughs> many bloody too, <laughs> too many Bloody Marys. Too many Bloody Marys. You're you're doing a lot of stuff with the NFL Network, correct? So yeah, well NFL Radio. So every okay. week I have. Two shows on Sirius XM NFL Radio Thursday noon to three and Friday seven a.m. to ten a.m. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so it's it keeps me engaged, and then I do uh, grading for Pro Football Focus, which is a data collect data collecting company Chris Collinsworth owns. Okay. And we we grade every player, every game, um, from college to the NFL, and I oversee all the quarterback grading for college and the NFL. And so Sunday is Sunday night. I'll get the games, um, mm-hmm. the coaches version. Um, so I could see the whole field and I run through the grades, you know, all night Sunday and the Monday, uh, to get these grades, um, busted out fast. So it keeps me involved, you know, with right, football right. and definitely keeps me busy. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to talk to Bruce about, um, some superstitions and uh, what music he gets pumped up to. It's going to be fun. Beautiful. We'll be right back.
All right, welcome back. So, once again, we're here with Bruce Gradkowski, uh, NFL quarterback and uh, current NFL radio analyst. We're going to talk yeah. about superstitions and uh, some music we get pumped up to. So, yeah, so uh, yeah, the superstition thing. I watch some sports. My favorite is the NBA and also the NFL. Mm-hmm. We're big Steeler fans, big Celtic fans. And, uh, you know, I run into people that have superstitions. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. I don't have these superstitions, but people will say, like, oh, I wore this jersey last time. Yeah. Now, if I think it will get them pumped up, I will play into this uh-huh. this idea. Yeah. But I was wondering, for Bruce, like, you've had to bump into a ton of this kind of stuff. You've played on several teams, the greatest one of all time, by the way, and then... Like who's who's who has these superstitions and what are they and how crazy can yeah. they get and do you have any of these? Yeah, so I, I think like I think one of mine. Um, I just know like playing football was, you know, when when I'd walk into the locker room on game day, you'd have your your jersey hanging up, your pants, you know, your uniform in there. And what I would do, I'd lay my uniform out on the ground and then I'd take my knee pads and thigh pads that I was good going to put into my uh, uniform and I would look at him and I'm like, okay, which one looks like the left knee and which one looks like the right, you know, and it's just <laughs> kind of was, it was like a feel thing, right? Okay. Ah, oh, yeah, this one looks like the left. All right. I'll put that there. So it's kind of like you get that all set and it was like the same routine every time. But the thing, one of, one of my superstitions, like, you know, this was like in college and this is kind of like, a sick one in a sense. So, um, we're, you know, I'm a sophomore at Toledo. I just won the quarterback job and we're playing Marshall on the road in Marshall. Marshall hasn't, haven't lost a game at home in like 50 straight games. And I'm like, we're at the hotel. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I'm like pumped up and fired up and I can't wait. And we're walking to the bus and I, and we're like in the line walking to the bus and I duck out and hit the bathroom and I throw up in the bathroom. Mm. So then we go and play the game. Well, we win. And so it was like an unbelievable win for our program. So then the next week we're playing number nine ranked pit in the glass bowl. I remember this game. And yeah. yeah. And before the game, I'm on the sideline. I get that same type of feeling. I'm like super fired up. You know, I'm just pumped up. But I'm also like nervous and anxious a little bit. And I kind of have that feeling. Mm. And so I get down on a knee and I throw up like right on the sideline, right in the glass bowl. (laughs) And I just wipe my mouth off, put my helmet on and we go to work. Well, we won that game. That was like one of my best games of my career, like 461 yards passing. We just beat him on the last second touchdown. Tore the goalpost down when you still could. It's classic. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, uh, is this throwing up thing? Good luck. <laughs> so I, ne- so, so I never fought it. Anytime I got that feeling, I let I let it out because I was like, hey, I balled out last week and I did. I'm just going to keep doing it. Right. Well, then fast forward to my rookie year in Tampa, I did that before my first preseason game and I threw like <laughs> two touchdowns. I balled out again. Well, all of a sudden, like 
Gruden got wind of like I do that before games. Yeah. And like then I was kind of like, all right, because we had a few bad games and I was like, all right, maybe he does it the way to look at the way it looks or something. Yeah. So that's when I kind of had to cut it out because I was like, all right, I mean, you know, you do it for superstition and stuff like that. But if someone thinks it's going to like affect your play or like how people view you as a leader, you know, like I was yeah. like, all right. Because I heard Bill Kelly used to do it all the time before every game. So that was kind of like one of those superstitions that was like odd. Yeah. But I never fought it because I always played well after. <laughs> <laughs> he saved you from bulimia, but might have ended up losing you some games along the, along the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly, That's man. If Gruden would have let me just keep throwing up, I would have right. a Pro Bowl player. That's right. That's right. Move over, time. Brady. I want to march on Washington for this one. That's right. Yeah. Jonathan, what about you? So I have a couple. Okay, what I have are a couple. Um, so... As a as a spectator, I'm I'm as as you know, I'm a huge Kentucky fan. Man, the biggest the biggest that I know. Yep, uh, love Kentucky. All sports, even the ones they're awful at. Yep. Um, but with me and Kentucky, it's if I'm if I'm watching them play and they're doing poorly, I have to like like if I'm laying down, I have mm-hmm. to flip the pillow over to the other side, and then if they're doing really well, I can't like move or whatever. I got to like stay there. I can't like turn the pillow over, even if I want to like move or whatever. I, I need to just stay put because if they're going to, otherwise something bad is going to happen. So that's a weird one. Okay. And then uh, another weird one is I play tennis. So as a, when you're not a professional, uh, you don't have ball boys. So that means you, you know, when you're playing like USTA league, uh, you have to keep <laughs> the balls in your pockets. Okay. So um, if you're on offense in tennis, you're the one that's serving. Yeah. Um, you have to manage three balls at the same time. So a lot of guys will just throw the balls in one side of the pocket, and I can't, I can't do that. Because that I, makes a big bulge. Here, so I have to have evenness. So there has to be a ball in <laughs> but each there's pocket. A th- but there's a third ball, Jonathan. Yeah, that's in my hand. Oh, gotcha. Right? Oh, so, so you're good. Yeah, so we're good there. Yeah. But it makes it really awkward if you like hit the first one, because then I'll have to like switch hands, because I don't want the ball in my right pocket to be taken first. Because then if there's only one ball in in play in my pockets, I want that to be in my right pocket because that's more normal to me. Mm. If that makes sense at all, so no. it's either even or right because I don't know why. So, I always want. I always wondered this too. The segue with this, um, this superstition, uh, Bruce. There has to be some music that you listen to, perhaps on the way to the game, or or some sort of playlist that you get psyched up to, you get pumped up to. Is, that, is, is it, that right? Is it okay that I is it okay that I say Miley Cyrus the climb? Well, no, of course it's not. But, but go you, ahead. But no. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. okay. So that's that's one of you. That's one of them. Well, you know, anytime I want to go back old school, it's always like um, Master P or Tupac. Mm. So, yeah, so I think like Biggie. You okay. know, I like those guys. Like, I mean, that's what I would now lately. I don't know. It just depends. Depends what kind of mood I'm in. So I like anything from, um, you know, I've been to a few Kenny Chesney concerts in, in, in my uh, life, you know, when I was playing for Tampa Bay. Uh, but so I switch not as much country now as I'll do maybe just more pop music, sometimes hip hop and R&B. And, um, so it just, it just all depends. And then I have like a few Christian uh so I go from that spectrum to some Christian music. So okay, uh, from one to the next. But uh, that Matt Maurer, I think he's good. He does a good job. That yeah, I yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of what I got on now. 
All right, cool. What about you, Scott? What pumps you up? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I, I'm not going to pick out specific tracks, but I'm going to give like, an era. Like Cannibal Corpse? Is that what you get? <laughs> I, I don't even get know what going? the hell that is, but I think it's funny. <laughs> if that's funny, yes, that's exactly what I listen to. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, too, to Bruce that I like uh, Miley Cyrus better than Taylor Swift. You really? Really? You do? I really do. Okay. I do. Okay. I think she has better tunes. It's a very uh it's it's a it's a horrible admission. Yes, it is. But it's one that I'm glad to uh <laughs> bond with Bruce over here. I, but I think the a uh, great era of music um I think you'd agree too is like 2008 to 2012. Yeah, I think there was some good stuff in there. So like amazing stuff. Yeah. Uh in there. A lot, a lot of psych up stuff, but there's I mean the ultimate psych up tune is probably the Seven Nation Army. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I mean, yeah. Anything that has a chorus that you want infinitely, yeah, keep giving it to me, keep keep right. keep it coming. That's the psych up tune. So yeah. um, I can see lots of music falling into that category. What yeah. about you, Jonathan? What do you got? Um, it depends on the mood. Yeah, like uh, depends on what I'm getting ready to get into. You know what I mean? So um, <laughs> no, I have no clue. <laughs> like if, I, if I'm getting ready to like walk out of the like tunnel, you yeah. know, like that I've never walked out of oh, yeah. because I've never played in a game that I've had to walk out of a tunnel. Hey, hey, Bruce, could you make that happen for us? Could you could you let John walk out of a tunnel sometime <laughs> and have like fans cheering for just me? Like yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, no problem. I'll just I'll just call the Steelers. Maybe we'll yeah. come out before the game. Yeah, yeah. Be I knew I knew we could pull that together It'd for you. But, yeah. but go ahead, Jonathan. The stuff that gets me really like really wanting to you know compete or whatever. Yeah, it's typically like. Uh, yeah. Late '80s hip hop music, so like uh, I don't know, like Bust a Move by Young MC or something like that, like that, that sort of stuff. And then into like some of the more metally stuff can get me really wanting to like System of a Down or something like that. Wow, Rage Against the Machine. You're a rebel. I'm a rebel. Kind of a loner. Yeah, totally. Yeah, mostly a loner. Yeah, <laughs> I had no friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why. That's why I pay you to do this podcast, right? Gotcha. Please be my friend. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's uh, that's some of the pop up music that I have. But I, I I will get excited about Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. So that that, that that's one that will. You have, you have to check out the climb. The climb. I, I I'm yeah. going to check that out on the drive home tonight. Hey, uh, w- w- as far as NFL goes this year, what's the what's the smart pick, Bruce? What what are we looking at here this year? Wh- who are the players? Is um, oh, by the way, I think I was the only person on the planet. You might be impressed by this. Probably not. But I'm going to throw it out there. I was the only one who called that Tom Brady and Bilicek would not be together. I called it long ago that these two would not stay together. But do you think that Tampa Bay is going to be a good team with Tom Brady? And what what are your picks for uh, this upcoming year? Yeah, so I think I think there's so many cool storylines going in the NFL this year, and that's one of them. You know, how does Belichick do without Brady, and how's Brady do without Belichick? You yeah. know, and because Belichick seems to never flinch, and it's his way and it's his system, and he's got a plan. So I yeah. can't wait to see how that works out, especially with Cam um, Newton. Right? They both have but, something to prove. Yeah, they both do. But I mean, Belichick's got Cam Newton, which is a little bit of a I mean, that's an avant-garde pick for him. Yeah, I mean, I well, I think it's cool because, you know, you see what Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have done. Yeah. And Cam Newton, if he's healthy, he could bring some of that running game to the offense. So yeah. now it makes defenses prepared differently. Belichick and Josh McDaniels are kind of ahead of the curve on stuff. So I want to see how that plays out. And then Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady has more weapons now in Tampa 
Um, and Bruce Arians, the head coach, is like a, a cool dude to play for and stuff like that. So uh, I'm excited to see how that works there. But, you know, you know, once again, though, Tampa's in a tough division with the Saints and Drew Brees. Um, so that'll be interesting. And then, you know, our boy Big Ben is back and healthy in Pittsburgh. And the way that defense played last year, the Steelers should be a legit contender. So uh, they'll have to fight off the Ravens in that division. And so those are a few of the storylines I'm looking forward to seeing this year. As far as uh, Big Ben, back to Big Ben, I, I've I've thought he should have – a, a big year for the past five years. Is he going to have this renaissance of of Big Ben? Is he is he going to be? You think that he's could possibly break out this year and just have a a, a, a solidifying car, uh, career move here or a swan song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is like I think when you come off an injury because I dealt with it at the end of my career, either that motivate motivated you being out that year or you kind of lose that passion and desire to fight through another injury and get healthy yeah and i think with ben um i, I think like the 30 million dollars a year doesn't hurt but uh, <laughs> i think seeing how his defense played last year the steelers defense and and now he's you know thrown without pain in that elbow that's got to be fun and feel good so um, I do. I think. I think he, he. I think he has a good year. I really do. I think um, they put it all together, and I think mostly because it's the defense. So that's going to take some pressure off his back. Yeah. Hmm. I, I have one more question here. Yeah. Who's going to come out on top? Is Belichick going to come out on top, or is Tom Brady going to come out on top? Who's going to be the last man standing here? Who's going to look better? Who's going to smell like a rose at the end of the season? Yeah, so I, I think at the end of this year, Tom Brady will. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right. My money's on him. I think for the long run, though, I mean, you know, you got to look at it. Like, Tom Brady's only got a few years left. Belichick, you know, you could coach a lot longer. So he's going to keep going. But I think this year, with that separation, I think you're going to see Tom Brady have a pretty good season in Tampa Bay. So, uh, so if we wanted to check out, you on NFL Network, uh, what station nationwide would we listen to? And uh, yes. where on Twitter or Facebook or wherever else would we be able to find this? Yeah, so I mean, my, my Twitter is bgradkowski5 and my Instagram's bgrad05. But um, my NFL radio shows every Thursday, noon to three, and every Friday, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., and that's on Sirius XM NFL Radio, Channel 88. Okay. And, um, yeah, that's where you can find me. And then stuff during the season, I'll be posting stuff to my Twitter and Instagram, just videos of top quarterback play and things like that. Awesome, awesome. And if, if you live in the 419 area code or just outside of that, northwest Ohio, southeast Michigan, please come down to Perrysburg and check out Social. Go grab a great dinner. They it's have very an, good food. Very good food. They have an open patio. So if you're uh, a little freaked out, don't want to eat inside, there is a great patio there that you can eat outside. So, um, check out social and, and wh where could, uh, where could someone find social, uh, to be able to get the address and that sort of thing, Bruce? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Thanks guys. It's socialgastropub.com, And, uh, we're right on Dixie highway, <clears throat> 25818 North Dixie highway, right across from, uh, Levis commons. And, um, yeah, man, you said I, I could go for some of those fish tacos and me too. Bloody Mary right me now. Me too. I'm yeah, so hungry. Me too. For yeah, it now. that sounds incredible. So <laughs> awesome. Well, well, thanks for coming on the show, Bruce. We really appreciate it. We'd love to have you back sometime in the future, maybe uh, midway through the season. Uh, yeah. See what your yep. input is there. And then, Bruce, uh, uh, you know, I've been to Heinz Field to 
cheer you on. I will continue to cheer you on. The family continues to cheer you on. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you very much, and we'll be right back. All right, William, we're back. So, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun time with Bruce. I, I love it. These guys are so smart. They have high IQs for their sports, and it's uh, it really separates the eras, Yeah, in yeah. my opinion. And, I mean, they're, they're very down-to-earth. I think a lot of people have this, like, image of, uh, of athletes, of how they think they are. But, I mean, part of the whole idea of Two Average Ordinary Guys is that everybody's an average ordinary guy. And if yeah. you're really a jerk, then we don't want you on the podcast. Like that. I don't want to interview jerks. It's not I know we made a special exception to Bruce tonight. <laughs> right. yeah, no. I'm sorry. I, no, that's not true. Not He's at a great all. guy. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, that, that that's kind of what we want to bring out in this. Everybody that we interview is just an average ordinary guy. Yeah. Like, we put them on pedestals as far as like, oh, this guy's a great athlete or there's a great musician or here's a great business person or here's a great... Um, storyteller, either. storyteller, yeah. or here's a great writer, or whatever it is. But everybody's always ordinary. There, there's an ordinary feel about them. They feel ordinary about themselves, and that's what we really want to kind of bring to this podcast. Yeah. So agreed. So there's uh, some exciting people coming up. We're booking some exciting people that we can't really talk about yet. Yeah. We um, we also have uh, Christian Webb coming up that we are uh, currently scheduling. Yep. Um, musician uh, from the Webb Brothers and son of the great uh, Jimmy uh, Webb. Jimmy Webb, uh, songwriter. So so we're going to be talking with him. He's in uh, good old Australia. Right yes. Now, so. Yes. He's down under. So uh, so yeah, that'll probably be one of the next uh, couple weeks coming up. So. Until then, we so. got to go now. Bye. Bye. Bye.